welcome to the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. You may have noticed that I took August off to enjoy my family, get things situated with back to school with my kids. Thankfully, three of them are back in school and they are enjoying their time. And we are just hoping and praying that it stays that way and schools stay open. But so far, so good. We feel so lucky and shout out to all the teachers that are working so, so hard to make it in a fantastic school year for these precious kids. They need it more than ever. And I know everyone is so grateful to be back. I have a fantastic guest for you today to kick off our September episodes, and it is Ali Casaza. She was on my show, I think it was about four years ago, talking about her viral post about decluttering her toy room. And I immediately was hooked on her decluttering methods. But this conversation is not just about decluttering your home. It is about what decluttering can do for your mind and your spirit and what you're able to accomplish when your life has better order. And so today, Allie is back and we are chatting about all the things. This is a deep, rich conversation that I know is just going to catapult you into wanting to make some necessary changes with the clutter and the systems in your life to make life work more for you. If there's things that are causing you to be stressed out and unhappy, figure out a way to change those things. There's no reason to constantly have a thorn in your side. And she's going to give you some great tangible tips for getting started. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Ali Casaza again today. Hi, Ali. Hi. It's so good to meet with you again. This is super fun. I know you were on episode 79. And when this comes out, you're this is in the 360s for the Extraordinary Moms oh podcast. Gosh. So it's been a while. But I first met you and connected with you after you had a viral post. I think it was like your first big article go crazy. Like how many years ago was that four? That was like that was in 2016. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. That is wild. And here you and are. And good for you for keeping going. Thank you. Yeah. And then people keep saying like, are you still doing the podcast? Are you still doing the podcast? Because I think it is kind of surprising. Like lots of people start a podcast and then, you know, totally. either burn out or, you know, lose their regularity or whatever. But, and, and you have a podcast now. Yeah. I had one then. But no one knew about it because I was terrible at doing everything the right way. I was figuring it out. And then I actually started a podcast with Kelsey Van Kirk, um, a friend of mine. And then in 2018, I went out solo and had The Purpose Show. So I've had it since then. That's so fun. And are you enjoying being a podcaster? Oh, it's the best. I like it so much better than writing, especially now with writing books. Uh, I think I would probably just pass out and die if I was writing a blog <laughs> and books, like just being able to sit down in the middle of the night in my closet and talk like yeah. it doesn't matter how things look or how it's written or if anyone can like get my tone right. Like I feel like I just come across better and I enjoy it more with podcasting. For sure. And I think so many people have write a book on their bucket list, right? And it is really exciting to write a book and have that in print and, you know, see it on a shelf. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. And at the same time, you can have so much influence and 
you can spread your message so much quicker <laughs> via podcast yeah. or even just on social media or whatever. But the point is, if you have something to say, just say it. And you don't have to wait, you know, mm-hmm. to have a formal book to get that message out if you're passionate. You don't need anyone's permission, yeah. like with podcasting. You just do it and you're, there you are. Yeah, that's there it. you are. Create your own job. I love it. Yep. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> well, for people that didn't listen to episode 79 way back when, we have lots of new listeners, thank goodness, since then. Will you just give a little background on yourself and your family and kind of you know, talk about that, that viral post from so many years ago. Oh my gosh. That was so crazy. I, so I had written, so what I do online is I help women, especially mothers simplify like everything. I think that there's clutter physically at a four in our lives. And I think that in like stereotypical mom culture, it's just expected. It's going to be crazy. It's always going to be chaotic. It's a total crapshoot all the time. There's really nothing you can do about it, but you better just like car pay all the DMs because it goes like so fast. And there's just this like very chaotic, very stressful mixed messaging that wasn't working for me at all. And so I had been on my own journey like years ago. Um, Hudson was my son was a baby, like newborn, and he's nine now. So I had gone on that journey when he was a baby and figured this out for myself and had like this moment where I just realized like, well, dang, like all I'm doing is reacting and Mm -hmm. I'm not really present. And so I started by removing physical clutter from my home just because to be honest, I didn't have the mental space to think beyond that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but just, I could, I could put things in a bag and make decisions and, and clear clutter out physically. And then that led to like everything else. And I started sharing on my blog and, um, ended up like studying this, um, doing tons and tons of homes for free, working with widows and um, handicapped people and a mom with 11 kids that homeschooled in Utah and like all these different people and developed like my method, my framework that starts at home and goes through your calendar, your how your life is feeling, your, your well-being, your mental and emotional health, your relationships, boundaries, and literally just decluttering your entire life. Um, and so at that time when you and I met, I had written that post and I was like at a point in my business where I was like, okay, I've got this down. I can see where it's going, but I don't have any eyes on me. Like I had like a few hundred and that was great, but it was just like too slow. Like I I was like, you know, when you're just like, I'm ready for like big surge energy. Like I'm just, I am ready. I know this will change the world. I need them to see it. And so I had this idea of writing a viral blog post and I started to wonder like what causes virality and I started to study it. I was looking at not silly virality, you know, right. like, like Chewbacca mom. Do you remember her? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that's so cute and so happy. But I was studying like stories that go viral. And as I was looking and reading and noticing the themes, I was like, well, this works because this is actually my life. My story is like this, I just need to tell it in a way that generates a lot of momentum, I guess. Mm. And so I spent months studying that and put it out there. And sure enough, it went viral after about two months. And we were trending over like the uh, the Trump Hillary debate in 2016. And it was great. That's when you and I connected. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and I and I loved the content of the piece and it really connected with me. But I mean, literally, Allie, like I didn't know it was going to do that. And neither did you. Like you wanted it to go no. viral, but this was like beyond. And then, you know, <laughs> within a month, you're like really somebody on like every, you're everywhere, right? 
And yeah. I'm just like, dang, like that's the same girl that we I sat in my bedroom podcasting with. And you're right, when it connects at your core, when you can really help people with this information, I think people are just so desperate for actionable steps. I feel like so much of the information we get is just like high level, surface level, but like we don't know what to actually do to make change in our own lives. We just know we're discontent or our house is a mess or we're not cooking dinner or we're not present with our kids. We can label the problem, but then what? But I feel like you really helped to, to nail it down to what are those next steps. And I think that's why it resonated. Hey everyone, I want to thank a show sponsor and that is Love Every. Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find buying toys for them a little bit difficult, especially in those early years, because I want the toys to be meaningful, lasting, and not make a bunch of racket, (laughs) right? Do you ever take batteries out of stuff like I do? Totally. So that's why I love Love Every. Love Every play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. Each play kit is tailored to their exact learning stage. You choose their developmental stage and you're sent a box to your doorstep filled with activities and quality, well-made toys and how to use those activities in order to interact with your child and help them learn and develop. I could not love this anymore. I've gotten it for my baby Cooper and I've given it its gifts as well. One of the favorite things that I received in my box was a black and white teether that is so easy to grip, it's pliable, and the black and white is perfectly age appropriate for my five month old. So take the guesswork out of your child's play and choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash EEP. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com slash EEP for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash EEP. Now let's get back to it with Allie. I think you're right. And you know, like that's my job. That's how I see my job is you're, I've been there too. And I had to climb out and it took me forever. Like I'm telling the story like it was a week. It was like years right, of just right. struggling to figure it out because the books that I read and everything that I was taking in at the time really wasn't working. It was kind of like I said, that message of like, here are like some life hacks to make things easier, but pretty much like this is the way it's supposed to be. It was like every mother on the planet decided this is just the way it is and just kind of rolled back into a submissive position of just like, oh, well. And um, I don't know, maybe it's my personality or something, but it wasn't fun and it didn't feel good. So I couldn't get behind the belief that that was just it, that it was all servitude all the time and just like, woe is me, martyr, dad. Like, no, like I wanted to play with my kids and be present and be happy and shake the depression that was hanging over me and not wake up full of dread that I had to do it all again. Like I'm all down for keeping the house together. Like my husband worked at the time. Now he runs the business with me. I'm all for like, you know, making sure he's good to go, like being in that more supportive role fine for a season for me my personality type can't stay there (laughs) but fine like I did all of that that's great laundry dishes great but it didn't need to be taking over everything all Mm. the time like that's the side note part but the side notes the mundane pieces had become the main event like all day every day and that's not how it's supposed to be and so what you were saying about the mom that's just there and knows, but doesn't really know what to do about it. That's my job is to go down. And I like to, I want to like get in the dirt with her and get down where she's at and be like, 
It doesn't have to be this way for one more second. And not only that, but you don't have to struggle for years like I did. And so many have, I'm going to give you the shortcut version and that's in your life and your home and everywhere. And that's, that's what I do. It's my job. That is so exciting. And I can only imagine here you were on this years long journey to get to that point where you've decluttered your own life and developed these methods. And then in working with other people, I'm sure way more learning comes from that as well. So I'm curious for you, how does your life look different today? Like how have you decluttered even more? And, you know, yeah, how have things evolved for you years into this versus just that initial like gangbusters, we're going to whip this house into shape and we're going to whip our life into shape. Mm -hmm. I think I didn't fully grasp exactly how much could change from just like how therapeutic it is to shift your house. And I used to think like it's about minimalism and decluttering and those like buzzwords. And now I actually am, I'm actually in a place where I don't even really call myself a minimalist. I don't really care about the labels. I don't care about the rules. Maybe it's why I don't have a ton of friends in that niche. (laughs) seem to to want to vibe with me very much Marie Marie Kondo's not on your speed dial (laughs) (laughs) not at the time I think I think it's like you know whatever works for you you do what works for you this message needs to get out there one way or another but for those of us who maybe have tried those ways and the rules don't work because we've got too many kids and a, a house that's expansive and you know, you've got a lot of stuff going on in your life and the rules and the check-ins with how your inside of your fridge is aligned and how many jeans is too many, how many books is okay. Like it just, it's not relative enough. And you're a beautiful, wild woman with your own climate that you live in, your own family, your own lifestyle, your own eating style, your own everything. So who am I to tell you what you should have and what's enough and what's minimalist. Like Mm. I just, I I threw it out. Um, I would say maybe two years ago, three years ago, I threw it out and just was like, okay, I'm done with the labels. What is this? And I saw that starting in the home is still the first part of my framework because I really believe it's the best place to start. But it's really a means to an end. Like Mm. this isn't to get organized. This isn't for your house to always be clean. Although all of those things will get so much better and that will happen. But it's more about the energy you get back, the time in your life you get back, the feeling that you're raising your kids and you're doing it so counterculture. Mm. You're the one that's vibrant and alive and feeling so much better. It gives you time to find like what other pieces to your purpose are there. Maybe you were an author and you didn't even know. Maybe you take up home educating and you really like it. Maybe you start taking care of your body and feeling better physically. Maybe you like work on your marriage and like bring sexy back and like improve all the things that have felt lifeless. I mean, there's just, I feel like decluttering is so beautiful because it seems like it's about one thing, but it opens up this massive, it just opens up the sky to the possibility of who you are that you didn't know you could be. And that is such a gift. So I really shifted from it's about the home and aligning it with what you want it to be to actually aligning your environment with how you want to feel is a gateway into changing your entire life. Okay, you are so <clears throat> you are so gifted about speaking about this because Usually this topic brings some overwhelm, some dread, whatever. But now I'm just like, okay, well, let, let, let's finish this up so I can go like start, right? <laughs> and that's how you want people to feel. You want people to feel like it's not just something to add to your to-do list. It's mm-hmm. a matter of revising 
what you do in a day that like literally brings you joy and is crafted in a way that is really living, not just like going through the motions of living. And that's what you're all about. Exactly. Exactly. I want to help wake women up. I want to help them feel aligned with like that best version of yourself, the version of you that like, like remember when you were like just freshly newly in love and everything was like so sunny and you just felt so lifted up. Like there's science behind that. And I've actually been, I'm in a process right now in a program where I'm studying that. It's like honeymoon, the honeymoon effect and just how that changes our brains and how we can get that all the time. And it really like, I want to help women do that. And I, I, that's a silly example, but that feeling of, oh my God, like I am so amazing. My family is so beautiful and there's so much room for improvement and I have energy to do that now. It's not that it's all butterflies and unicorns, but it's like the the things that need to change, the improvements I want to make, the things I'm unhappy with in my life, I now have time and energy to do those things instead of just sitting down exhausted, being miserable that it's not changing and I'm also behind on the dishes again. Like right. just that dread and drudge, I want to kick that. Exactly. Oh, I love that so much. So you have created lots of resources, online courses, coaching, mentoring, all these things. And so your newest project has been your Declutter Like a Mother book. And so Mm -hmm. it really does walk you through, depending upon the version of how you like to consume media. Like there's something for everybody now, basically. Thank you very much, Allie. And and, so let's talk first about the decluttering the physical space. And then we'll talk about where where that will lead you. Let's let's leave people with some tangible, actionable steps today. So something I have a problem with is I feel like I'm always decluttering. Like how do I always have trash bags of stuff accumulating more stuff to donate? I feel like I just did this. So Mm -hmm. what are the fundamentals of decluttering your home space? Okay. So there's a lot of things that I could say, but I'm going to focus on, first of all, just a little bit of grace. Of course, there's always stuff to declutter. Like think about, think about being a mom. And this is one reason, uh, I want to make it clear. I have no intention of putting anyone down, but a lot of people in the space that I teach in are like bachelors and don't have like a constant flow of chaos. Yes. Yes. Thank (laughs) you. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't really work for moms. So mothers have a constant stream of things coming in. Um, not just physical items, but like decisions to make always coming in questions being asked. Like they always, they always ask you because you're the mom and just constant, constant, constant. And so the output doesn't match the input. And that's where overwhelm comes in. Um, And so we have that going on all the time, but then let's just add only focusing on the physical clutter, stuff from school, paperwork, um, toys from the dentist's office, um, toys from grandparents and loved ones, um, rewards for things that come from other sources, Sunday school things, like wherever your kids go, baseball, flyers, whatever it is, things are just constantly coming in. And that's just from your kids. We're not even talking about like the mail. Um, yourself, like how many times do you pull into your driveway from being out all day and your passenger seat is loaded with things? Yes. Like from what? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And just, I mean, think about it. Like every water bottle, every notepad, every new planner you've tried and didn't finish, but feel weird throwing away because it was like 50 bucks. Um, Like every package, every wrapper, every, everything. So it's not you. 
Like you're not bad at this. It's working. It's just constant because your life is constant. And so for me, first of all, there are things you can do. You can put yourself on the no junk mail list. You can literally just take pictures of everything your kids bring you and throw away the trash and sort through it on Sunday nights, which is what I do. Um, like you can do, you can figure things out to, to lighten that. But still, ultimately, I do have things that come into my space on a regular basis just because people bring them to me or they get delivered. Like even now in this Airbnb on that chair over there, there's a there's six packages from Amazon that I just I have to like there's just things to sort through. And if that sits there, it gets super cluttered. So later today, I'll have to sort through that. So it's really like this is where decluttering and rhythms, which is what I call them, go hand in hand. So having a plan, like this is the thing. I'm super type B. I am not a naturally organized person at all. I've had to learn all of this because I'm type B and I like to be spontaneous and I like to play and I don't want structure. I rejected structure for so long. I've had to learn that having structure in key areas is the only way that I actually can go play and have fun and just work on my business when I'm inspired and take my kids to Legoland for the moment. Because if not, there's no clean underwear to go to Legoland, <laughs> there's no food to eat when we get home the next day. Like it yeah. falls apart and then I'm depressed and struggling and, and running myself into the ground always. So little bit of structure in key places, bringing some rhythms in, which is basically just habitually doing the things that keep things running smoothly. The things that must happen. You must have clean clothes for everyone to wear. You must have clean dishes to eat off of. You must have food to put on the dishes. You must check your mail and pay your bills. Like the things that must happen are set into weekly rhythms or daily rhythms, whatever is necessary, recurring. Not something that I teach in the Unburdened program. But do you see how the framework yes. all ties together? It's not just clutter. Then we've got we've got rhythms. We've got your calendar. You've got your days going a little bit more smoothly. There's no clutter. So life and chaos can always be coming in the input, but the output is so much more automated and so much more full of ease and flow. You can handle it, and you're not stretched so thin all the time to where if one family drama thing occurs if one text message happens that sets you over the edge and pisses you off you're like I'm done because you were already like this like so stressed out now you have breathing space you're sitting in like this like meditative open palm position metaphorically and when things happen it's okay because you're not already overwhelmed. You can deal with your mother-in-law issue. You can deal with your child having a really bad day at school and going to the principal's office because you're not constantly like this. Hey everyone, wanted to jump in again and thank another show sponsor and that is Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods is, well, I mean, it's hard to describe. Honestly, you just have to check it out. It's an online shop filled with unique, totally unexpected gifts. When I say unexpected, I mean truly original things you won't find anywhere else. Some of my favorite gifts that I've given recently have been from Uncommon Goods. I actually got myself a little gift as well, and it is a beautiful flower-pressed circular necklace, and it is so gorgeous, and I get complimented on it all the time. It looks so unique, and people are like, where did you get that? And I say, uncommon goods, and it's just that. These are uncommon pieces. Gift giving can be such a challenge, because you don't want to give somebody just one more thing that they're gonna put in the bottom of their jewelry box, right? And so Uncommon Goods looks for high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. products. And another thing I love about this company is that with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2 million to date. 
such a fabulous company, I want you to check them out. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash EMP. That's uncommongoods.com slash EMP for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Now, let's get back to it with Allie. I'm missing rhythms. That is what I'm missing. I'm super good at getting rid of the stuff, collecting the stuff, putting stuff away. But like, you're right. Like, as long as life keeps going and things keep coming in, things are going to need to keep going out. Yes, but like, yeah, having a rhythm in place. And then I bet getting your family on board with those rhythms. It's not just me, right? I feel like I'm taking all ownership of the whole house. And that is just Mm. not sustainable and so draining, Allie. And we need to get our kids involved. We need to get our husband involved. When you said the male, I thought you meant your spouse. I'm like, and the male leaving their socks on the ground. the male. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that male is a real problem sometimes. No. So everybody needs to get on board and invested and, and probably talking about like what types of rhythms or systems would work, right? Not just saying this is the system and making them do it, but having them have input. Is that part of how you approach things? Yes. So this is so, oh my gosh, this is like a whole other episode we have to do because, (laughs) oh my God, I love talking about this so much because it seems kind of boring on the surface, but then when you get into it, you're like, oh my God, this is the, this is it. This is all I'm about to change my life. Yes. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. So one of the things that I teach all the time is bringing this into your family culture. So for example, uh, you right now have a family culture that's unspoken that everybody's partaking in around the way you guys eat. Mm-hmm. Um, your family culture around the way you eat could change as you discover, discover food allergies and things, but everyone has their own. I was watching, I use this example all the time. I was watching a show called The Middle with Patricia Heaton. And in that show, it's funny, every single night, the mom walks in from work, she's got her arm full of like McDonald's or whatever, fast food, drops it on the table and she yells like, I made dinner! (laughs) And the family comes in and eats. Like that is their family culture around food. It would be very strange if Frankie Heck all of a sudden came in and made like an amazing home cooked dinner. Her amazing dinners are takeout every night and that's their family culture. And my family culture is different than that. Your family culture is different from mine. So you know, like these unspoken things, we have them around faith, we have them around the way we dress and it's all unspoken. You also have an unspoken family culture around the way the house runs. And from Mm -hmm. what you're saying, Right now, it's probably mostly you until you hit your wall, your like energetic maximum where there's an explosion of mom nagging, ranting, yelling, or someone's just suppressed further and then they get super resentful. There's usually two types. Yes. Yeah. I'm the yeller and my my energetic maximum is real low. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm the resentful one. I'm just the slow boil. Yeah. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And either way, it's not working. Right. No, it's not. So then we, to, we went up, awareness is the first step to change. So awareness of your family culture and then having the conversation, um, sitting down with whatever family members are old enough to know what's going on. My six-year-old is barely there, but all the other kids are plenty old enough. They all understand they need to help. And of course, like my spouse, if you're married. And so having those conversations, one thing that I do that's huge, and I actually have this is a huge module in Unburdened, but you could get a piece of it for free. If you go to my podcast, there's a oh. Sunday night prep episode. 
and you can maybe find that and link for your Perfect. listeners. Yes, but, Sunday night prep. Okay. Um, Sunday night prep is, and it can be any night. I just call it that because that's ours. Sunday night prep is when, first of all, I this is when I pay all the bills. I'm looking at the mail. I open that uh, those photos I told you about mm-hmm. of the papers I've snapped photos of through the week, and I'm just looking what's going on. Okay, baseball pizza party next Saturday. Got it. Like I'm just gathering, and then Sunday night prep meeting is the family. Brian and the kids all sit at the table with me and we go over what's going on. Do you have anything to tell us? How's your schedule looking? Is there any overlap? Do we need a sitter on any of the days? I'm working. I have this. I need the house quiet for this interview. What are you guys going to do? Okay, you're going to go on a field trip. You're going to do this. Okay, Bella has ballet, but Leland has baseball here. We need to tag team. Like we're going over everything and then also talking about rhythms and chores and how things are going and what is like let's look at the chore chart who's missed out who's not getting paid this week for doing their part like all of the things get handled during this like hour-long session after dinner on Sunday night prep what this does is it brings in togetherness and teamwork to your family culture rather than the mom literally carrying everything and everyone for eternity and being so resentful. I mean, this stuff makes people physically ill. Like it's not healthy. Absolutely. And just yesterday, three, so I have four boys, but three that can talk. And so three, all three boys asked me at different times what time something was. And the first time I was nice. The second time I was a little less nice. And by the third time, I'm just like, didn't I already tell you? And, and it <laughs> yeah. turned out I hadn't actually told that one, but I'd already said it three times. And I'm just thinking, had we gone over that ahead of time? Like, I can't blame the one that didn't hear and wasn't part of that conversation. But I was done. So I also didn't feel like I could blame myself, but I guess I could. So what you're saying is, like, everybody's on the same page and how much time and energy that's going to save you it might seem like oh well how could we ever get together all at the same time and how can we devote an hour we don't have an hour well think of how much time you waste during the week yeah you're already doing it yes, you're just you usually in front are. of the tv or something yes okay i love mm-hmm. that totally i also like think too like if you have kids that are under like 10 it helps like we do a little touch base in the morning so everyone's like having breakfast um and like I have so many tips, but I'll start with this one. In the morning when everyone's having breakfast, well, the kids are having breakfast. I kind of skip. But we'll, they're there. And I'll be like, okay, reminder, this is what my day is looking like. We're going to have lunch together, not dinner. And we're going to do this and this and this. And then, mm-hmm. like, you're getting babysat today at 7 or whatever. So we'll go we go over it one more time. And then they know there's, like, a rule. Like, that's it. If you didn't hear, <laughs> then you're along for the ride. Because I've got one kid that's very type A, so type A, and needs all the details and needs to understand everything, and he will drive me up the effing wall <laughs> if I don't have boundaries. <laughs> so I'm like, this is, we're just a reminder, this right. is what we're doing. Yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is, this is just, this just hit me like, I need to say this for maybe, maybe it's someone that's listening needs to hear this. All of this stuff going on that you see, like my business, the book, the homeschooling, like the wellness, all this stuff, like you have to know that stuff, something has to give all the time. So for example, breakfast is so lax in my house. Everyone's on their own. My daughter, Bella is 12. 
she just like does it's like cereal yeah like right. we're not we get the, the nutritious cereal that we can get but cereal yeah really no we're cereal people too yeah for sure yeah just cereal easy i usually like order a smoothie or make a smoothie i don't really do a big breakfast and then lunch similar snack plates protein plates with like little like a you know plate full of random things that they put together or make sandwiches on their own dinner is where i really pour in and even that sometimes is takeout so you know You've got to you've got to know where to put your energy. If you're a mom with a special needs child that has to have a very specific diet that requires you to cook every meal from scratch, your give is going to come from somewhere else. So, just I always just want to throw that out there that it's not like and then everything was perfect and I just right. did everything like so wonderfully. Like you're you're picking and choosing and there's always something that will give and you that's the thing though is that your power is that you get to decide what that is. And when you're in reactive mode and you're stressed out and you're way too overwhelmed and you're putting way too much on you, you've given up your power and you're now just reacting to everything day to day and snapping at your kid and hate yourself and snapping at the UPS guy because you're in the doorbell when you were trying to do something quiet or whatever it is, you know, like you're just like, bah. But if you're in your power and you're in a responsive mode where you're in charge and you've got structures where you need it and you've got rhythm supporting you and your house isn't so working against you, another thing working against you is actually working with you, then you can like be responsive and you're the one deciding what gives and what doesn't give. Well, and going back to what you said earlier about how you had to learn this for yourself, like this doesn't come naturally. I think that will give a lot of people a lot of hope because it's one thing, you know, to see these organizers and everything and, you know, see all the bins and all the everything. And it's just like, that's their passion. That's their strength. Yeah. That's what comes naturally to them. And that's great. <laughs> that's great for them. And, you know, a lot yeah. of us have natural strengths that work for us, but we can't like pretend that, you know, those things aren't hard for us because there's other things that are and we can't feel like total failures about the other parts. So I love that this mattered to you, getting your life in order in this way. And it's a snowball effect. It really is because it's infiltrated every part of your life. But it's through really intention, through a lot of intention that you were able to craft this culture, craft this life. And then in turn, you've been able to grow your business, you know, be present with your kids on and on and on, like you said. And so I think that'll give a lot of people a lot of hope that you don't just have to be naturally good at these things. It just takes intention. Hey everyone, wanted to jump in one last time and thank our final sponsor, and that is Human. It's hard to make sure you're getting all the nutrients you need throughout your day, especially if you have a busy schedule like I do. That's why Human's products are so incredible, specifically their Super Beats Heart Chews. Heart disease runs in my family, and I want to do everything I can to keep my cardiovascular health top-notch. And I'm sure you do too. Super Beets Heart Chews combine non-GMO beets with a special ingredient, grapeseed extract, that's unique to Super Beet Heart Chews. Grapeseed extract has been the focus of scientific research for years due to its high concentration of antioxidants, which supports cardiovascular health and overall wellness. This is the perfect way, and a tasty way, might I add, to get these important nutrients into your diet. You can't find this quality of grapeseed extract in just any product. Their products are so incredible, and like I said, they taste good. With just two delicious chews a day, it gives you blood pressure support and the energy you want. So do what I did and support your heart health with delicious Super Beats Heart Chews. Get your Super Beats Heart Chews today at superbeats.com EEP. And when you buy two bags, they'll throw in the third for free. 
That's superbeats.com slash EEP. Take care of your heart health and have a tasty treat as well. Now let's finish up with Allie. It doesn't really have anything to do with natural skill. Yeah. Those with those natural skills, like they're here to teach us and we can learn from them. But sometimes what someone is teaching isn't going to work for you. So it's not that, well, I guess I'm just doomed to always be in a crap show then. Like it is what it is. It's more like, okay, well, let me take the end result that she's getting and find a way to get there myself. And like, it's really about being open to learn and grow. And I'm here for the people that those things don't really work for them. Totally. Um, there's other options, you know, there's always another way to figure it out for you. Yeah. I heard from a mom one time that was like, my goal this year is to cook hot breakfast every morning. And I was like, thought for one split second, should I be doing that? Like, is that like a thing mm-hmm. that like you're, you're better cause you do that or that like really, really matters. And it was like literally a split second because then I'm like, oh, no, like that just I don't care. I don't care about that. I do care about blank. And this is how I'm going to spend my time instead. But if hot breakfast matters to you and that is like a family time, like a real meaningful time, great, then do that. But you really get to decide. And and mm-hmm. a, a lot of what you share, too, I think is so great because I think we do things naturally sometimes that are working for our families. And we just think like that's just the way it is and like it's nothing special but like you said just having a system around like we do cereal and my 12 year old can like facilitate that even just sharing that it's like a lot of people listening are probably like oh well that's what we do and it's working great for us but just by saying it you're giving people permission that that can be a system and you can be like check like amazing breakfast done yeah, it's a system because it works. Yes. And it's funny, like, I love that you shared that about the mom with the hot cereal because you don't, like, we don't know what her situation was. Maybe she's realized because of her work schedule or her husband's work schedule that they're never going to do family dinner. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, this is my life hack. We're going to do hot breakfast every morning. I've done that when my husband works and he would go in so so early or so late and then be gone all night. So you just, it's like, we can't compare. We have to just, oh, I'm inspired by the fact that she's taking ownership of her life and changing something and making a goal. I realize that I'm feeling self-conscious because I'm kind of like maybe jealous that she's doing that. And now I feel like I should, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to do that. However, I have been really annoyed that I never get a chance to do yoga. So I'm going to find a way to fit yoga in every day. Like, you know what I mean? We can take our jealousy or whatever we're projecting onto someone else or insecurity it brings up in us and use it to grow. Yeah, those triggers and defensiveness are a great learning tool. Like, okay, this is bothering me for a reason. What is that? And if you can do cold cereal for your kids and you can do yoga instead, or you could do hot hot breakfast in the morning and, you know, have that bonding time because you know everyone's going a thousand directions at night. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And that's why I love what you teach so much. This is so incredible. Because these are not just, yeah, a step-by-step how-to, and yet it is. <laughs> it's so it's so great. Yeah, totally. So I feel like for a lot of systems that I've tried in the past, we are so good for like a few days, a week, maybe a little bit longer, but then it fizzles, right? And mm-hmm. people start backsliding. And never me, but always the other people in my family. So <laughs> what happens with the backside? Like, what's the problem? Is it the weekly check-in that's going to help us to stay on top of it? How do I not backslide? 
Yeah, I like that you brought that up because that is my favorite thing about the Sunday night prep. If you, if this is the thing, you're kind of changing a lot at once. Yes. Which is, is tough. And everyone's like, well, just work on one thing at a time. Well, I can't really because it's all connected. Like mom's lives are all very connected. It's like a plate of spaghetti. Every noodle is touching the other noodles. And if you change one thing, it affects something else. And that's actually good. Because yeah. if you change one thing... Like I said, it's affecting all the other things, yeah. but it can be overwhelming at the same time because everything that your, your norm has shifted in pretty much every area. So what I love to do is just determine and decide right now, you're going to do the Sunday night prep, put it in your calendar, my Sunday night prep in my calendar. I, I haven't ever changed it from when I first said it. It goes off like relentlessly. I have it set to like the day, the night before, remember tomorrow's Sunday night prep five hours before three hours before, really? two hours before. Yeah. Like 30 minutes before, like I can't get away from Sunday night prep. And I had it like that when I was forming the habit and it's been, that was like nine years ago. I still, wow. it just still does it. We never ever miss it. If we do technically miss it, it just becomes Monday morning. Cause I don't work Mondays. So that's very, there's that wiggle room. It's okay. very easy for me yeah. to just do Monday morning, but weekly prep always happens. So if you could just do that, then you can, you've got that cemented and then eventually you'll see how much better you feel and you will be okay. Like one of my daily rhythms is every night as the kids are getting ready for bed, I start a load of laundry so that mm -hmm. I can change it in the morning and then finish it after lunch. So every day there's a load of laundry getting done and I'm never behind. And if I oh. do go on a trip or get sick or fall behind, it's not catastrophic because I usually am on it. Mm -hmm. So things like that will come into play naturally because you already taught your brain. You tricked your brain into it with, with your calendar. I mean, at least doing this weekly thing every week. If you're doing check-in and there's nothing to check in on, you're going to be like, well, shoot, I better start doing my stuff. Like just, just the one thing. And then you can go from there and create rhythms. And I'll walk you through too. That's not in the book. The next book will be about rhythms, but and unburdened there's you're like walked through like okay this is how to hack your brain this is exactly what to do and exactly how many to start with how many daily how many weekly and like exactly what to do wow. because you can life hack it and basically be someone who's habitual even if you're not naturally that way so you're getting the benefits of being that kind of personality without having to change your personality <laughs> well and like you said by doing all of these things and having these systems in place and holding yourself to them it creates a freedom Right. So you can still be that spontaneous, fun mom that you want to be and have that flexibility. But before you were so, you know, frazzled and running late and not prepared that I bet even those fun times felt burdensome. For yeah. sure. And it's not worth it. No. Like the Legoland example. We go for, to Legoland for the day and I know the whole time I'm there in the back of my mind, I am going to have to pay a price for this. And the price is being so overwhelmed, having to catch up, being pissed off at my family the next day, shooing them away from me, putting them in front of the TV, or if your kids go to school, the whole time they're at school, you're running the clock, trying to get it all done. Like, it's just, it's not worth it. No. There's always going to be catch-up days, but when you're living a life of always trying to catch up, it's exhausting. You have no breathing space. It's not sustainable. Yes. Well, I love your point of prepping for the prep meeting too, right? Like if you just show up on Sunday night and you're like, okay, so what do we need to talk about? And then you're like, that, that's not productive, right? You're not using that time well. But when you know, okay, tomorrow night, 
we're going to check in. And then in five hours, do I have everything I need to be ready for that prep meeting? And what do I want to address? What systems aren't working? What do I need to bring up? Or prepping ahead of time. And and I always say like, do at least one thing the night before, like you said, the laundry that will set you up for success the, the next morning, right? So whether it's mm-hmm. laying out clothes, my kids sleep in their school clothes. I have all boys, so it's like super easy because they like literally wear pajama type athletic wear yeah. to school, right? So it's easy. But they... They yeah. don't sleep in pajamas. They sleep in their clothes, and that's great. And so mm-hmm. whether it, whether it's packing lunches, whatever the systems are that work for you, like you said, do something to set yourself up for success and don't be caught off guard because these rep- there's so much that's repetitive in her life. There's no reason to be there caught is. off guard by it. There's not. And, and like I said, the caught off guard moments, those will come, but then you'll be able to handle it. When you live a life of all, you're always, you're making yourself susceptible to living caught off every day Mm. it's not sustainable and the thing is something will give just the law the law of nature like something will give and guess what it's going to be it's going to be your mental health it's going to be your emotional well-being it's going to be your relationships it's going to be the most important things to you because you didn't take most important things you didn't take that inner priority list and put it in the external reality of the way you're living so those things get hurt first. The, you'll be running around getting all the laundry, getting all the stuff done, but you're going to be struggling. And that's yeah. you're, the things you need to be protecting the most. Yeah. What is a rhythm or system personally for you that has been like the biggest game changer in your life and in your, for your family? So for me personally, I don't know if this will apply to everyone. It's the switch I made where having my mornings open, like not doing any work or any PR or anything until like 11 Mm. uh, in the morning. I have the whole morning. And so my rhythm is like, I call it my morning ritual and it's my favorite rhythm. It's a daily rhythm. So every morning I do like some movement. I love Pilates. I finally found something, a workout that I don't hate. Yay. That is a (laughs) way. Yeah, it is a win. So my rhythm is waking up. I do Pilates. I hydrate. I have um, like a cup of I have a mud water, which is like a coffee replacement, like an herbal thing. Um, like I take it slow. I read a book. Um, I'm with the kids. Like they'll have cereal over there while I'm sitting here. And like we're together and just talk. We're going over the day. It's like an ease and flow start to the day. So it is a rhythm because of the things I'm doing are rhythmic, but that sh- the shift really happened when I started blocking out my mornings instead of waking up and opening my email and basically like letting whoever emailed me or texted me or sent me a message on Voxer decide how I start my day. Yes. <laughs> and I took that, took that ownership back, you know? Totally. Yeah. And sometimes it's just making that chunk and just blocking off and be like, nothing else exists here besides whatever I decide to put into it. That is exactly. so good. Where do you put your phone at night? Um, well, we're airbnb right now, okay. so it does just charge next to my face right now, yeah. which I hate. <laughs> but normally, normally my husband charges his phone, like, kind of on the other side of our room, and mine is downstairs, okay. like, away yeah. from me. Got it. I figured. Yeah. I figured. Mine is next to my face. Okay. <laughs> we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. Allie, this is so good. Declutter Like a Mother. Where can people find it? And then find all the other courses and everything that you have to offer. 
Yeah. So everything, all the resources that I've spent years developing and like the method and everything is outlined in the program. You just go to alicasasa.com and browse there um, in the in the shop. The shop is all online products. There's nothing physical. So you can start with your uncluttered home. You can start with unburdened. You can start anywhere if it's speaking to you. There's no wrong way to do it. Everything is in my framework. It's going to change your life. Just say yes to what fits. Um, and the book, uh, it is available everywhere books are sold. It will be in Target. It is an audiobook that I recorded myself. Cool. Um, and there's like different things in the audiobook. Like I changed some of it <clears throat> as I was going, as I was like inspired and added things. So it's like exclusive and different than the other books. Um, and then the Amazon, like whatever, yeah. whatever works for you, it's available for you and ready to help you get lighter. I love it. I found it interesting that you dedicated your book to your younger self, which is awesome. And the perfect way to end mm-hmm. this podcast, because I always ask my guests one final question and it's, what would you tell your pre motherhood self? I would tell her at this point in my life, speaking to her now, Oh, that is so emotional. I would tell her don't buy into the belief that you have to do this the way that everyone else says you do. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you, Allie. Congratulations on your book. And okay, I'm going to go check out your website today because that unburdened program sounds like what I need right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Love it. Thanks, Allie. Great to have you back. Congratulations on all your success. And let's hear it for a great school year for all of our kids. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. Wasn't that so fantastic? I love that Allie doesn't just focus on getting rid of the stuff or minimalism or just a certain way to go about this. It really is about finding the best methods and rhythms and systems that work for you. What are your pain points? How old are your kids? How many helpers do you have in the house? What size home do you have? What's your lifestyle like? All of these things contribute to what your home can look like when it's functioning the very best. So start with one thing, one pain point, work on addressing that with your family, have a family council about it and say, hey, I've noticed this is a problem. What do you think we should do about fill in the blank, right? If mail is a huge issue, my husband and I just started not bringing mail in the house that we could do something about before it comes in the house, right? So automatically having a trash can by the door has been a huge help for us. Those types of things are a game changer when it comes to clutter for us personally. So let me know what it is for you. I'm going to link where you can find Allie, her programs, and where to follow her online all over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. She has so much great stuff there, and I know that she is ready to support you in any way. And she also has her podcast, which is super fun too. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDahlquist3 or on Facebook at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll We'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.